Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, welcome to Let It Fly Show. I am Michael Severe, joined by my partner, Josh Jones, of course, Creighton University and Central High School. We love them Eagles, man. We love the Eagles. Yes, sir. We are recording inside the finest sports bar. I'm going to say in the world. I think in the world. They they might have some little sports bars. How about that? I'm not going over to Europe looking for a sports bar. The ones that I know of here, this is the best one. It's elevated. It is certainly the food. It's the drink. It's the view. It's the ambiance. Right. It's all of those things. It's awesome. It's the Let It Fly Sports Bar in the Capital District. That's listening to us now. Yeah, are like looking at that, looking at the burger. Yeah, you I'm know. gonna get to that in a second. <laughs> As always, I wanna I wanna preview because this is a busy week, yep. right? Busy weekend yep. here at the sports bar. It starts off Friday night. You got both Creighton and Nebraska volleyball, yep. and. For the first time this year, you've got Creighton's men's basketball team basketball playing as well. Bad. College basketball is back. Against bad. Wayne State. Yep. Uh, it's an exhibition game, so you got that at 7 o'clock. Then Saturday, it's college football all day long, mm-hmm. including early on, 11 a.m., Nebraska at Michigan State. So we got that as here as well. It's going to be fun. And yep. then NFL watch party. Get here early because as soon as you walk in the door, there will already be a game on TV. Yep. Chiefs-Dolphins from Germany. That starts at 8.30. Yeah. So get in here, get your brunch, get your food on. Be awesome. We got Creighton Volleyball, Nebraska Volleyball as well. You can always reserve good game. a table as well. Favorite dish of the week. This is the Let It Fly Burger. And this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to move this over. I'm going to take this right here, and I'm going to cut it <laughs> in half. Yes, sir. For you, so Appreciate you can see that. that. i open this up right here so you can see the, the beauty of the burger. Yep. And the egg. So here's what's on it, so you know. It's an Angus burger, as always. For sure. Topped with a hash brown, sunny-side-up egg, caramelized onions, grilled cheese, and bacon jam. Dang. Bam, jam. You know, you know Teddy's what? Teddy jam. Teddy jam, man. I already know, bro. I already we used know. to have a drop of, in yeah. college. It was... Um, it's like, uh, what did it say? Don't, how, you, how you know that is jelly? Because jam don't shake like that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that's, we're actually talking about women. But anyway, that is the dish from the Let It Fly bar menu. Yeah. It is awesome. It's amazing. It's one of the great things you can get For when sure. you're at Let It Fly. We have coming up on the show today, a special guest, yep. one of your former head coaches, a great McDermott will join us. We'll chat about the upcoming season. Definitely. Um, like I mentioned, Friday night, exhibition game. And then they have about four non-conference games that get them ready for yeah. at home it's like a, against it's, Iowa. You probably, I, I, I don't know if you heard it or not, Lil Wayne got a song called Let the Beat Build. Let the Beat Build. Yeah, and, and produced by Kanye West. Okay. And, and it's just, uh, just parts of the beat just yeah. keep loading until the yeah. hook come. And I yeah. just feel like the games are like that. Right. You got a game and then it got a game and then it just start get closer and then you got a, is it Alabama? Is it, a, no, Iowa. Iowa at Alabama. Home. Yep. And then, yep. Villanova. And Villanova. Yeah, yeah. then Marquette. Yeah. See, wow. for me, it's Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah. Had a song. <laughs> I did the exact same thing. Okay. You brought the drums in, then you brought the horns in, yeah. then you brought the bass in. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and that was the same kind of thing. Yeah. I got what you're saying. Same energy. All, also, opponent breakdown, Michigan State. We'll get the keys to the game and predictions as well, as we always do. Mm-hmm. But I want to start off a little bit because I was looking at some things. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but James Harden is no longer a sixter. Man, listen, I've been seeing, man, you was talking about that. I've been seeing memes. So happy. I've been seeing memes about that. So happy. But the thing is, uh, he ain't a sixer. Yeah, he's not a sixer. But them Clippers look nice now. Now So do you believe that roster, with that age, okay, so you're talking 34, 36, 34, all guys who've been injured throughout their careers. And then you throw Rush in there, too. He's 36, I believe, as well. Uh, Kawhi. Yep. James. Kawhi's been injured. Obviously, Russ has had a little bit. Harden's been injured a lot. I'm not saying they can win Paul it all. Paul George's been See, injured. I'm, I'm not delusional. Okay. I'm not saying they can win it all. Okay. I'm saying that they uh, 
They're going to make the NBA that much more interesting. It is. Yeah. And the West was already interesting. Yeah. West was already interesting. Yeah. Um, hopefully, Kawhi can stay healthy. When he's yeah. healthy, it's a better league. I enjoy watching just be, I mean, the best two-way players I, doing. I, I just can't wait to see them all. I mean, yeah. they're all, they all won't be on the floor at the same time. But you would th- I, you would think it in the games, don't you think? Nah, I at mean, the end of games you because you have you want, you want Russ on the at the one. Yeah, I was thinking the point. No, or you can put James at the uh, one. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like well, James is the best. He's been all of us. If I talk bad about him, this is a guy who's led the league in assists multiple yeah. times. So we know he can distribute. I feel like PG can play an undersized four. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's six nine. I mean, it all depends who they're playing. Yeah, but I think those four guys in a fifth. Yeah, depending on what's going hey, on. That's defensively. why I like the Warriors because there was a point in the game where I was like, "Gosh, Steph!" Yeah. Like Steph is one of those guys where like you gotta love him, love him, and hate him for whatever he do. Yeah, he might throw it off the back occasionally. He, yeah. he might, you know. Yeah, yeah. But then once you sub, I'm worried him about off, them though. You know, it's a drop off. Yeah, I'm with worried the about point them. guard. But then you got CP three. I'm worried about him too. I'm worried about another guy who's over thirty five. You CP three? Yeah, you just can't. Continually, yeah. go. You know, you know, man. You're, you're know, 34, LeBron right? James, you're 30. He's an alien. Yeah, I, feel I don't you. even believe in aliens, but LeBron's an alien. Yeah. Jabbar was an alien. Yeah. There's only a handful. Every generation, you have an alien, and uh, he is the alien. I, I dig it. Uh, I think that um, he's played more minutes than anybody in history. I, just, I can't wait. LeBron. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Think about that is when crazy. you had his playoff minutes in yeah. more minutes than any guy who's ever played yeah. in the NBA. And the thing is, for me, he's still ain't, he's still not he, my he's goat. Still, he's still not he, my. He's goat. not my goat either. Yeah. But that's fine. He but, just, uh, but yeah, he's the second greatest player to ever play the game. See, it's it's funny because again, I will mention this. I'm old, and so I I, I watch Jabbar. Say Kareem. I watch Jabbar play, and there's never been anyone, in my opinion, that, can, that could score the way he could. No, but he's you're like not, literally but you're unstoppable. Not the, only, the only person that says that he's literally I, unstoppable. Yeah, my father-in-law yeah. says always say really Kareem was a goat, but the way that. Like at that time, civil yeah. rights movement yeah. and the way he was Muslim. And, and they all don't that make stuff. centers the goat a lot. Because if yeah. you really if you want to have a conversation, it's Will. Bill Russell's gotta Bill be Russell? in the conversation. Yeah, fact. Will's gotta be but in the conversation. That's why Bill Russell is like top yeah. four. Yeah, because you know? of all those rings. Yeah, for sure. Man's got more rings, yeah. he got fingers. The only reason why it's I say LeBron James is the yeah. second best yeah. greatest of all time mm-hmm. is for the simple fact that uh all time leading scorer, multiple NBA champion, yeah. multiple and first in a, in multiple categories. Yeah. Um What's he got four titles? He got four. So he got one less than Kobe. Yeah, one less. Yeah, one two, less than two Kobe. less than, Jabbar, than than Jordan. Yeah, but I just yeah. think that I yeah. test wise and two less than Jabbar too. And Dominus and yeah. that fear factor. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like people like yeah. are not scared. Even I don't the know. last ring didn't it, even this ain't count. A goat the last ring didn't even count. It was in that bubble, man. This guy. I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't mean yeah. it, Laker fans. I got nothing against yeah. you. I hate the Celtics. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Michigan State because that's when Nebraska plays this week. Um, I kind of broke this down into some categories. Yeah. So you have the offense. Yep. You have their defense. Okay. You have their special teams, and then you have the turnovers. Yeah. We are going to watch a game at 11 o'clock on Saturday featuring the worst turnover team Dang. in the Big Ten versus the second. Worst team in the Big Ten. We're gonna we're gonna feature the worst fumbling team in all of America versus one of the worst interception throwing teams oh in all gosh. of America. That's the matchup. That's Here here's what you got. Wait, let me ask Sec- you this okay, about Nebraska first. Yeah, yeah. So overall, where are they at as far as the future? Like, is each game from your perspective? Yeah, I don't think this team has anything to do with the future. Really, I mean, if you look at the seniors who are leaving. I don't think the quarterback of the future is on the team. And the guys, I think the guys who are hurt are you guys running backs next year. So how should I view this season? Just game to game? Just game to game. Hope it's, I hate, people hate this, but it's year zero. Yeah. It's not year one, it's year zero. This is when you try to build your culture, everything, right? You try to build all of that. You do your best. Yeah. Um, If they could somehow, and it's possible, they got to eight and four. Yeah. You know how crazy that would be? They might play on a New Year's, I know this is nuts. Okay. Let's stay with me. They could play in a New Year's Day bowl. A bowl game. In Tampa. Yeah. If they finish eight and four, depending on what happens, if both Michigan and Ohio State get into the into the uh, the final four, right, and the college ball playoff, then that could happen. Right. Think about that. From so, where they yeah. were to that point would be. Player, yeah. Remember coach of the we year. was talking about Coach um, Rayola. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that line? I thought they played really well. For sure. I mean, you bring in Evans Jenkins, who really hasn't played a lot. Yeah. Prohaska's played a lot. Bring yeah. him in. And then I looked at them and I thought. 
They looked outside of the first play where there was holding. Yeah. Outside of the first play, yeah. I thought they actually played really well together. Okay. So that's 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 All big. Right. Latovsky came in. He had had some time before yeah. he played. Ben has been playing better. Ben Scott, luckily, he's healthy. Uh-huh. Because if, if he was down, then you'd have Justin... Uh, Evan Jenkins would have to go to center, and then you'd have to have like a freshman at guard, which would be not great. Right. But, but yeah, my bad. Michigan State, second worst turnover mar- margin in the Big Ten. Mm. The worst, of course, is Nebraska. The second most fumbles lost, second in Nebraska. Right. Most interceptions thrown in the Big Ten with 10, and third worst in the Big Ten in third down conversions as well. Second most turnovers converted by penalty, Big Ten. This, this is a team who is in bad shape, but they're fighting. I give them so – you lose your coach to a scandal. You have – they're on their third or fourth quarterback because they lost after spring one of their quarterbacks transferred Peyton Thorne. Right. Then they had a starter in Noah Lee who got hurt. Mm-hmm. Then they put another guy in who's been playing. He's banged up, not playing well. Now they have a freshman in there. Right. So good for them to stay with it and fight. And good for that coaching staff to keep them fighting as well. Defensive-wise, 11th worst in, this, in the conference in scoring defense. And this is the thing that I – my biggest question about the whole game. Mm-hmm. They cannot stop the pass. Nebraska cannot pass. So what do you do? Something's got to give. Somebody going to just run it? Something's got to give. They're hard to run the ball against. Yeah. You can pass against them. They are the worst pass defense when you add everything up together in the Big Ten. They're giving over seven and a half yards in attempt. They're allowing 62%, all the highest, and they're the second worst overall pass defense, giving up 234 yards. Again, can Nebraska get over 200 yards? Can Nebraska pass against the worst pass defense no. in the Big Ten? Can they get over 200 they yards? They can't, and it's not because— It's a question. No, this is why I say no. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not even really because the team they're playing against. It's because they just can't do it. And maybe that's the, that, that could be the case. Yeah. you got to take shots, though. This team, Michigan State, has given up the most long passing plays in all of the Big Ten. Right. 80 of them. Man. Get you some. Right. Get you some. Special teams is pretty good, by the way. But here's the thing. They committed more penalties, too, than any team in the Big Ten. Wow. This team has got a lot of issues. Yeah. Along with their coach being booted with yeah. all of the injuries and everything. They've got a lot of issues. So. They better not beat Nebraska. That's all I'm going to say. It's 11 a.m. Yeah. It's a sleepy place. Yeah. That'd East be the Lansing. scary thing. When you, when you drop these facts, I, know. I always think I know. in my mind, I know. they better not lose. They better not lose. <laughs> exactly. You got to win this one. Right. And then next week, Maryland. Come home, yeah. play Maryland. Maryland's been struggling big time. They got a lot of injuries, too. And then finish with Wisconsin and Iowa. Yeah. And you have a shot. So, hey, this is random thought. I know, yeah, yeah. I know we got Coach Mack yeah, coming Yeah, we got Coach Mack, yeah. Um, so, so um, I wonder if we can do a poll where we can see how many Jaskers there are. In the state of Nebraska. This, this is random, you know? I mean, Let me I, tell you something really I about this. Nebraska. I've done this. I've done this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you get west of Gretna, <laughs> you are done with Creighton Blue Jay fans. Really? There are people in Lincoln, yeah. in West Lincoln, that have no idea other than one week a year that Creighton's playing. Yeah, okay. Now, I'm not joking. It's, it's yeah. not, I have gone to events and people are like, so what's, what's going on? I say, oh, we're covering Creighton. They're going to run the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. It is really this pocket. Now, the majority of the population yeah. is right here in this five-county area when you go over to Pottawatomie County. No so that's so, five. So that's so the thing for this. That's it. One, gotcha. Is it 1.8 million, 1.9 million in the state? Mm-hmm. Approximately a million, million point one are all in this area. Right. So those are your Creighton fans. Many of them are also Nebraska fans, and about 30 40% yeah. of them are all and, Nebraska basketball but, fans. But Jay Skers come from Creighton not having a football team. Sure. After that one And game. Nebraska not having a basketball team. <laughs> just playing. Um, <laughs> all that's true as well. Yeah. Uh, so we obviously we got just Coach Mack Coach Mac coming up. And I know you've looked a lot at the Big East. Yeah. So let me give you what Ken My. Palm has. Yeah. So Ken Palm has Creighton as the 12th best team in the country, even though they're eighth in the AP poll. Mm-hmm. Right? 11th best def- offense. 13. Wait, whoa, whoa. 11th best offense? They have them 11th best I can't off- wait to go watch. Adjusted offense. We're going to see. And they have them the 18th best adjusted defense on Ken Palm. Then you have UConn at 4. Yeah. Marquette at 11. Okay. Nova at 23. Okay. And Xavier at 34. So, so you've got five teams in the top 35 in Ken Palm to start man, the season. Man, it's the best conference in America. I know. I'm I know. Trying not to the deepest because they always make teams. Like yeah. the ACC's got like 29 not teams. Right. Yeah, but, but they not, top heavy they're, for sure. They're, they're top heavy. At least... At least five. And then real quick about Nebraska, they yeah. have uh, Ken Palm has them 58th mm-hmm. in the country, 48th adjusted offense, 68th adjusted defense. And in that Big Ten, you've got Purdue 1, yeah. Michigan State 13, okay. Illinois 19, and Maryland 22. So 
my thing is, as, as we speak about that, yeah. since basketball is coming, what is it going to take for the Huskers to, like, have the Huskers ever been? I remember there was a point in time where there was, like, Jason DeRusso. Yeah. Uh, guys like that. Yeah. Where it was, like, they were, like, solid, you know? Well, they, had, they, they were a three-seed one year. Lost, yeah, but I'm the, just saying, like, what, what will it take? Yeah. What does it take for Nebraska to be uh, – not at the bottom of the Big Ten. I think it's health. Well, you look at last year. Actually, they had the best record in the final eight games of the season in the Big Ten. Hmm. Crazy. With hmm. all those injuries. That is crazy. So they got to stay healthy. They got to stay healthy. Kaminga, is he cool? He's got the ankle. Twisted his ankle. Word. Um, so hopefully he'll be. He's not going to play in the um, exhibition game. Okay. But hopefully he'll be healthy. I just. Yeah. I mean, so they need a lot to happen. Yeah. No Luck. Doubt. Yeah. Divine intervention. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Oh, my God. And they may just finish. <laughs> if they could finish. Seventh, yeah, that would be a remarkable season. My God, remarkable season. Seventh, finish yeah, seventh. For sure. And right now they are ranked seventh in Ken Palm. Okay, out of all the teams in the Big Ten. All right. When we come back, we'll talk to the head coach, your former head coach, Greg McDermott, right here on the Let It Fly Show. Sunday morning, you can smell it. Game day, and the brisket you've been smoking since last night. A day to be with family, aka fellow football fans. Traditions make Sundays easy to enjoy. Beers do too. Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. Bud Light is the official beer sponsor of the NFL. Enjoy responsibly. 21 plus copyright 2023 Anheuser-Busch. Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. All right, welcome back to the Let It Fly show. We are joined in his 14th season as the head coach at Creighton University. Greg McDermott, finally someone who can tell me true stories about whether oh or not my Josh did this or didn't do this in games. <laughs> finally a, a fact checker. <laughs> we don't have enough time. Yeah. Have enough time. Thank you. Thank we you. Not have enough time. <laughs> Just assume most of it's false. Most of it's false. <laughs> I asked you this before we started. What's your feeling? All these years in, you've been doing this for a long time. Is there an excitement level that's getting ready to start? Is there a nervousness level? Do you think you got everything you need to get done in the offseason? How are you feeling? Coaches never feel like yeah. you're ready. They want more. We want more practices and more preparation and more reps. Um, players are ready to play, especially when you have some veterans that are returning that have been through this song and dance three and four times with practice, all the necessary steps you have to go through with the young guys. But probably at this point, anticipation, you know, you just you get close to it, kind of anxious to get out there and let the guys show their stuff. No doubt. Yeah, four, 14 years ago, um, when you say 14 years, I think back to that first initial press conference. I was a part of that group or whatever. Did you expect it to be what it is now when you first came? They called him Doug, by the way, in that yeah, press conference. They, they did yeah, call Bruce, you Doug. Yeah, they Bruce did. did. Bruce did, yep. <laughs> yeah. I think had I been Doug, I think I'd be doing way better. <laughs> 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 you know, 14 years later, if we could have switched paychecks. Yeah, yeah, right. no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> I'd be in pretty good shape. He would have paid for my school instead of me paying for his. He is, right. Everything that went with it. But, uh, you know, that's a good question, Josh. Probably not, you know, yeah. just simply because we're in the Missouri Valley. And at, at that point in time, there was no discussions about us moving anywhere. Uh, you know, we were trying to be the best mid-major. And I remember trying to trying to get some, you know, maybe some, some traction to be a Gonzaga type. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. High mid-major. Uh, and, we, and we always felt like we were a sweet 16 away from our story being told. Um, and I think had, had that happened for Dana or for, for us when we were in the Valley, I think Creighton wouldn't have been a secret anymore. Yeah. Now, what happened is we moved to the Big East. Doug was National Player of the Year. We yeah. had a great team that year. Then the story's told, and now it's now the snowball's taking off and rolling downhill, and it's going it's going pretty well. So and fast yeah, and fast and yeah, yeah no, I'm <laughs> fourteen years. It's I I, 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 had, I had no gray hair when I met you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Half of those are mine, yeah. right? <laughs> I remember interviewing you right when you were getting ready to go in the Big East, and you talked about some of the things that you had to do in terms of changing the roster, more length on the wings, some more size. Looking fourteen years later or thirteen years later, what's what's the feeling like in the Big East? Is it the same as what you needed back then? or has it changed? You know, I think every year is different. You know, we've, we've had some, some very successful teams. You know, the, the team that probably would have been the highest seed in, in our history was, uh, you know, Zigorowski and Mitch and Tyshawn yeah. and, uh, you know, Damian Jefferson and Christian Bishop. Nobody was taller than 6'7". So, right. you know, we were, we were smaller, but we were really skilled. Christian, you know, was a different type of center. Um, and then we've had, you know, Greg Rich and EK at center. We've had Martin, Martin Crampel, Justin Patton, yeah. um, and now Kalkbrenner. So, you know, there's there's been some really good bigs in our league, and and I think what's happened with college basketball is that that you know there used to be three Ryan Kalkbrenners on every NBA team. Oh yeah. Yep. Now there's one. Right. So you're you're seeing a lot of those guys come back to school. You know, whether it's Baycott and 
and Hunter Dickinson and Zach Edney right on down the line. There's a yeah. lot of guys that come back. So there, there's been pretty good bigs in our league year in and year out. And certainly, you know, UConn and Sonogo was an example of that last year. And speaking about um, teams, um, what do you think is the best team you ever coached? <laughs> And it's, I mean, that's a, that's a hard one. Uh, <laughs> and was I on it, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that finished yeah. the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, every, they're all unique. Um, you know, last year's team at the end was playing at a, at a really high level. That team was Zigorowski before he got hurt. Um, you know, we would have struggled the NCAA tournament had COVID not shut it down. Marcus sure. would have been out. Um, you know, I think probably the team with the high ceiling was probably Maurice Watson. That was my favorite. Yeah, Marcus yeah. Foster. That was fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. J, you know, JP, Cole Huff, that, mm-hmm. that group. Those guys were, you know, you got, you could argue, you know, that Maurice was one of the best college point guards in the game that year. Yeah. And then you had borderline NBA guys on the wing and Marcus and Taz. Right. Um, you know, Taz played in the NBA. I always thought Marcus could have. Cole Huff fulfilled his role to, yeah. to a T. And then you had JP, who was a lottery pick inside. So that group offensively and what we could do defensively when we were rolling, we were really hard to stop. Yeah. Um, so it would have been interesting to see had he, he not got hurt where that, where that team could have landed. I think our ceiling was pretty high. Sometimes when you ask a coach, you know, best memory, they remember things that weren't necessarily great. You remember the, the, some of the worst times. I don't know why that is. Athletes too. So you go back to last year, you're so close to going to the Final Four. How long did that take you to move on for it, from it? Have you moved on from it? What's, what's your feeling about that? Because you, you, you were great uh, afterwards, by the way. Your, yeah. your answers well, in the I post did, was, yeah. was outstanding. I would have never been that good about That's that. That's a political well, answer. Well, I, did, I didn't have any time. Oh, uh, yeah. you know, to like, process it, you mean? Yeah, because we, oh, yeah. you know, we, we thought we were going to have the ball under our basket with four-tenths of a second left and with a chance to tie it or win it. Right. Um, so we're drawing up the play, and then all of a sudden the – you know, the it's game's over, over right. we're shaking hands, and our locker room is literally eight steps from the end of our bench. So it's ah. not like I had a walk to yeah. kind of gather my thoughts. All of a sudden, I'm in there, and I had to talk. You know, Doug's year, yep. we were down 30 at halftime. I had the whole second half. Oh, thinking right. Right. Yeah. He's thinking about right. the speech right. on so, so, so that one was easy. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's so many there's so many good memories. You know, the, the Big East Championship night um, in the arena oh, yeah. uh, when we clinched was, was incredible. Um, certainly the scene uh, in Denver last year uh, when we got back, you know, to the Sweet 16 and then in Louisville after we, we won the first game was pretty cool. Um, you know, Doug Senior night is always one oh, yeah. that, that, I'll, that I'll remember. I think uh, the first Big East game against Marquette, New Year's Eve. Mm. You know, the, I don't know that I've ever experienced a feeling in an arena like I felt that night. Yeah. yeah. There was – you know, 17 sober people on each bench and then a couple of scores. Yeah, right. Thousand. That was it. <laughs> Maybe and, even the rest was yeah, drunk. It just, you know, it, 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 you know the, 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 the energy in that building for a game that was, and I think it ended up 65-47, yeah. but it felt like we won 92-91, to 91 and it, it was just an unbelievable energy. Um, and then the, every year the pink out's really cool yeah. to me. Just there's so many people that are, have been – impacted by cancer and every year that to see that grow and how it impacts people is pretty special to me. about the um the cancer game a while back we had uh, interviewed your wife mm-hmm. um how from your perspective of her leading that charge and getting that to be a thing for the university now what's your kind of what's your take and thoughts on that yeah you know we really started it at northern iowa when she's diagnosed Against oh, okay. her wishes, yeah, <laughs> so right, right, right. She kind of wanted it to be, you know, just let's keep it under wraps. And uh, as we talked about it more, you know, she realized that she caught hers because of early detection. And if we could use her story mm. um, to have other people the, yeah. encourage them to have their screenings when they're supposed to have their screenings at the right checkpoints in their in their life, that maybe some lives could be saved. So and we took it to Iowa State, and it and, and it had a little traction there, but it. It took off here. Uh, you know, the, the, the right people got involved. There was a committee when we first started, and, it, and then, you know, Methodist and CHI both got involved as co-sponsors, and it's, it's been really cool to see it grow. Yeah. Greg McDermott joining us here on the Let It Fly show. Everything's changed so much in college basketball, from NIL to transfer portal and that kind of thing. And I'm not going to ask you if you're surprised that you lost a couple of players, but how do you prepare for that? How do you handle it as a coach heading into off seasons, knowing that maybe you have to re-recruit a guy? Yeah. I mean, you're always re-recruiting guys mm-hmm. and, and hopefully, hopefully you don't have to re-recruit them because you've developed a good enough relationship with them that that's not necessary yeah. once the season's over. Um, but you also have to understand you live in a day and age where don't be surprised by anything sure. because you can find surprises all across the country of, of, 
people that have decided to make a move or decided to come back from the NBA draft or gone into the NBA draft. Right. So as a staff, you always have to have plan B. And, and you know, we, we were active in the transfer portal. We kind of knew, um, you know, what we wanted. Uh, we had a decent idea that Arthur was going to leave. Uh, so sure. you know, the Isaac Trout piece fit really good there. Uh, we were surprised with Nemhart. Um, but, you know, once it happened, you you can either be upset or you can, you Move know, on. get up off the – canvas and try to yeah. find another guy yeah. and we we had done some research and i actually had gotten a call from from ashworth um one of his high school coaches that we recruited tristan in, in aurora that ended up at kansas and iowa state mm-hmm. recruited him a couple times and this this gentleman had, had coached steven in high school and had called me and just said hey if, you know he's thinking about it he's not sure and i'm like you know what if nemhart comes back it doesn't make sense right, right? right, right. and but so that was that and then you know ryan ends up leaving and then you know, would obviously make a quick call and a quick flight to Salt Lake City. So mm-hmm. um, it all worked out great. You just have to be prepared. It's uh, it's a different world now. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate. I said it at a, at a Hilltoppers meeting last night because Ryan Kalkbrenner was there and spoke. You know, our fans got the opportunity to watch him as a freshman when he couldn't hardly run up and down the floor for a minute and a half before he got tired. He was uncoordinated. Yeah. He was he didn't have stamina. He didn't have strength. And they've been able to watch him grow up in front of their eyes. And to me, that's what's so cool about college athletics, and especially basketball, because, you know, football guys, they have helmets on. Yeah. You, know, you, you no, don't you're necessarily right. see you're the right, changes yeah. of, in them yeah. physically like you do in basketball. You're up close. You feel like you know them. And, and Ryan Kalkbrenner is a totally different person and player than he was four years ago, and mm-hmm. our fans have got to witness that. And I think that's one of the really cool things about college athletics, and the rules are starting to dictate that that's not going to be as possible as it was yeah, before. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because too. they want you to get old yeah, and for stale. Sure. You always yeah. have an opportunity to get old and stale. Yeah. We're trying to buck the trend. Uh, we're going to sign three really good high school players next week that I'm really excited about, mm-hmm. all top 75 guys Man. that we think can be really good. So we're going to continue to try to do it the way we've done it, is yeah. it possible? Can we be successful long-term? We're going to find out. So do you feel like now – well, it's kind of like um, – I mean, you kind of told me this one time. Josh, I've seen, I seen what you are at your best, so I can't accept anything less than that. You reached the Elite Eight. Is that the new standard now where you want the Creighton fans, Blue Jay Nation, to um, expect excellence? It, I mean, even if – uh, the team doesn't make it as far. Do you kind of feel like we got to be like one of the best college, best college basketball teams in the country every year, if that's possible? Yeah, I, th- I think you have to narrow your focus. And our focus, at least I attempt to have our focus with our team, be on the Big East. And yeah. everything we do and the way we build a non-conference schedule every year, depending on your talent and right. experience, it's to prepare you for conference play. Because if you can be successful in our conference, it's the best conference in the country. You're going to have an opportunity to be successful after sure. conference play is over. So do everything you can to prepare yourself from that. We've got all kinds of different styles in in the Big East, and now you add Patino to that. But you know, you think about Sean Miller's success and Thad Mata and Rick Patino, and you know, right on down the line. You know, Danny Hurley's now got an end, a championship. Ed Cooley's been incredibly successful. Right. Shaka Smart's been to Final Four. So, you know, right on down the line, there's great coaches. So you're going to see everything. They're going to expose your weaknesses, and they're and they have time to prepare, and they know you. So Man. now, when you get into tournament play, they don't know you. They, there's not as much time to prepare. Oh, yeah. You're ready. So. I just think if you put all your eggs in the NCAA tournament basket, you're probably going to lose sight of what you need to accomplish mm, in conference play. Makes sense. So, and then then it's about matchups, and it's you know the right playing the right team, making sure you know our game against Xavier in the Big East semifinal was maybe our worst game of the year. I now, agree. Yeah, yeah. Now Xavier yeah. had something to do with that, but we laid an egg, and you yeah. have those games every once in a while. You can't yeah. explain them. Doug's senior year against Baylor yep. it happened in the NCAA tournament. You hope to heck it doesn't happen then. Um, but, you know, it happened to us a week before, and we yeah. got it out of our system. So you just hope that doesn't happen. You're playing your best. and and uh, But, you know, it was a, it was a fun ride, and, and our fans got to experience it. Our players got to experience it. And that certainly provided motivation for our guys to try to get back there. What have you seen from Stephen Ashford so far in practice that – Reemphasizes the fact that you're glad that you, you brought him in. He, he has uh, next level leadership skills. Mm. Um, and when I say that, he has a way uh, similar to Ryan Hawkins, maybe, that he can correct a teammate in a way that 
isn't demeaning in any way, mm-hmm. that the teammate ends up feeling good about the message, even though he was just corrected. Got it. And that takes maturity. It takes some savvy, and Stephen has that. And, um, you know, it, I was worried, and I've said this many times, that I, may, I might have to interject myself into the Stephen Ashworth, Trey Alexander. Trey, you're going to be at a point now. Stephen, mm-hmm. you're, now you, we're going to run this with you here. Yeah. It, they've just, it's just happened. Yeah, okay. and, and they don't uh, – uh, it's been organic. Yeah, and, okay. And, it's, and it seems comfortable for both of them. They, they, they both are cheering for each other in practice. And the Baylor-Trey-Stephen deal, it's just, you know, one day one guy's got 10 assists and the other two make a bunch of baskets, and then the next day it flips. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's really fit in. You, when you watch us practice, the scouts that have come in said you – we would never guess he's in your in his first year with our, our right. program. Man. He he just fits so good, and I think complements you know Trey Baylor and Ryan's leadership. What about the um, young guys? I've been to a few practices um, just on behalf of Let It Fly. Um, what about um, I know you got Josiah Dosler, you got Knox, and from a guard perspective, um, you're, I, you you only played six guys. Seven, maybe six or seven last year. Um, you seem like you got a lot more depth. Can you kind of speak to uh, the nucleus of the reserves and especially the incoming freshmen? Yeah, you know, last year we played Farabella off the bench. We used Mason Miller at the four. We used Fred at the five, and we weren't really ever ever able to kind of find that next guy that was consistently ready. Um, I feel a little more comfortable this year. Farabella's really, I, I think, taking his play in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. He carried it over to the Bahamas. He's he was practicing really well till he had a hamstring injury, missed mm. seven or eight days, and now he's kind of getting his his yeah. flow back. Um, and you know, Isaac Trout's come in and done some good things. Uh, we were rotating, really, Mason and and Jason Green and Isaac Trout every day. You know, yeah, okay. Two guys were with the top group, the other guys yeah, on different the other looks. side. Yeah, and we'd rotate them every day to give them all a fair look. And they all had they all have their strengths. And you know, Jason's hurt out for another month, so okay. it's given Isaac another opportunity right. and he's done a pretty good job with it. Uh, Frederick, I think has made strides. And then the freshman, you know, Josiah has really made a jump the last couple weeks. Um, I thought he did some good things when we scrimmaged Iowa state. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll certainly be in the rotation tomorrow mm-hmm. night some uh, mm-hmm. to give him, give him some run against Wayne state and see how it goes. Um, and then, you know, S- Sterling's had some good moments as well, but mm-hmm. It's hard to have good moments when you got to guard Trey and Baylor I know, every day. Man. <laughs> and he's playing in the Big East. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the and, best and, conference you know, in the country. And, and the same thing with Brock. He's got to go against Fred and yeah. talk every day. Like, it's it's deflating sometimes. Because you can be in the right place, you can do the right thing, but they're just so good. That's true. So, we'll, we'll, make, some, we'll make some decisions between now and Tuesday on red shirts. We'll have those conversations. I don't ever want to make them too early. Yeah. Uh, I did meet with, you know, Josh Tomley Thomas today. Um, he's going to redshirt, mm-hmm. um, walk mm-hmm. on from prep, and he's going to play for us someday. Yeah, he People got gonna, tall. He got taller. Know, we had some high school kids guys in the other day. Some yeah. coaches were like, this I, don't re- dude, "I don't remember this yeah. guy. Prep. Did he really <laughs> yeah, play at prep?" Yeah, yeah. And and you know, if you if I if I'd have told you in June after the first practice, if you'd asked me about Josh, I'd have said, "I don't think he can make it through a practice." Right? Like he's so mm-hmm. far over his head. His improvement is is as accelerated as a, any. Buddy, I've ever coached, and he Dang. just soaks things up. Uh, he loves a game, and at six nine, he's two twenty, two twenty five. He'll be two forty. Uh, someday he'll have a chance. It's yeah. going to be a pretty cool story when it happens. Going back to that four spot, how different are you when Mason's in opposed to when Trout's in? Yeah, how different of a team? Ma- Good Mason, question. Mason just has uh, the benefit of experience. Mm-hmm. He's been here three years. He understands our offense. He he understands the movement and the spacing of our offense, and when to make a cut, when to stay out of the way. Um, Isaac's still learning that. And mm-hmm. same thing defensively. Yeah. You know, Mason's voice has gotten much better as he's gotten older. And yeah, he's been sick to us. He didn't talk a lot. Yeah, with his communication, <laughs> he's gotten better. Yeah. Um, and, and he has a better understanding of what we're doing defensively just because he's been there and done it. Um, so I would expect him to be ahead, and he is. Uh, but Isaac has, Isaac's made progress, you know, and Isaac's getting closer to um, being a better version of himself. So, so – um, but I, you know, I think it's, I think that spot is where we want it to be. They're both really, really good shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, so any, any helping, you know, off that spot is somebody's going to pay for it if that happens this year. Okay. What do you think about, um, from a coaching perspective, it's kind of like, 
Coach Patino is kind of like the the Coach Prime of basketball now <laughs> with a whole new roster. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Is uh, do you think it's a thing where it can be like really good, really bad, and got to rebuild regardless, or how, how do you think the St. John situation is? Yeah, I, I mean, under the current under the old rules, you know, before two years ago, you sure. would you wouldn't have the opportunity to do that. You can yeah. find a grad transfer maybe, um, and maybe some high level freshmen, but you can't you can't flip it. Like you could flip it now, and he, he's brought in some really good players, Man. and 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 he's you know he's a Hall of Fame coach. He's one of the best coaches in our game. Um, so I, I'll, I'll be surprised if they're not successful. And you know he's he's got New York on lockdown right now. Oh, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's uh, you know they're back playing a bunch of Big East games in the Garden, and they're not going right. to play a lot on campus. It's 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 going to change the dynamic of that job and the young people they're able to attract. But he, it's great for our league, yeah. you know, to have, you know, I joke with people, the Big East Media Day, there was, you know, 30 reporters there to see 10 of us and 400 to see Rick Pitino. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's so, why I ask. That's um, why I yeah, ask. Yeah. You know, but, you know, it, it's, it's great for our league. And he speaks, you know, he's got fond memories of his time in the Big East, mm-hmm. um, you know, both at Providence and, Lu- and yeah. Louisville. Uh, and he's happy to be back at it. So it, it's great to have him in the conference. It's yeah. been a while. I was at that 87 Final Four in New Orleans. Wow. When he was at Providence. That's a long time ago. Yeah, Billy I'm excited Donovan, for it. Right? Yep, Billy Donovan. That was a great, great Final Four. I was a Syracuse fan. That's why I was there. But obviously couldn't make free throws. Yeah. So they yeah. lost. <laughs> Let me ask you about um, the challenges of being in the Big East and travel. Have they worked with you when they're making the schedule to make sure that a team that's in the Midwest, it works all right when you have to go back East? It, it, just depend, it depends on the year. Last year we had no double trips where, you know, we went to Providence and played on Wednesday and stayed and played St. John's on yeah. Saturday. It just didn't work out that way. Yeah, you have one. This year we have a couple opportunities yeah. to do that. I think Xavier and Providence is maybe on a trip and UConn and Seton Hall is on That's another trip. Saw, so yeah. we have an opportunity to go out, stay out, knock two out, and not have quite as much travel. But, you know, we're fortunate we travel – on nice airplanes, sure. So it's yeah. it, it's not like it's a it's a huge problem for us to get back and forth if we have to, but to take you know to take all those trips and be able to knock right. four teams out in two trips sure. is going to be huge for us. More time at home in your own bed. Yeah. So let's talk about um, let's talk about Doug a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, did you? Uh, I got a few questions, but the first question is: When did you know your son can make it to the NBA? Uh, you know, probably, uh, he went lottery though, by, you know, probably, probably later in his sophomore year, yeah. okay. you know, some of the, some of the, you know, he made a huge jump from his freshman he, year to his yeah, sophomore he did. year, um, just with his, how quick he got the ball off. And, you know, he was a, he was a decent three point shooter in high school, but very low volume, like mm. he'd shoot one or two a game, you mm-hmm. know, and. And to think that guy is – I mean, they had Harrison on 18. Yeah, but even as a senior in high school, to think a guy that shot one or two threes a game is going to be in the top ten in three-point shooting in the last decade in the NBA. Like, (laughs) you you just didn't see that. But, um, you know, and then he continued to work hard. And then – and especially when he made the decision to come back for his senior year, and then we started playing the people in the Big East. Mm -hmm. And he had made another step. Um, yeah. and playing against better players, it, you know, just didn't impact him. And then I'm like, you know what, he's he's got a chance at this. And, and you know, he's he's been a journeyman. It's it's hard. The first three or four years were really hard. He was mm-hmm. traded, you know, four times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally got an opportunity with Rick Carlisle at Dallas at the end, and that got him the contract at Indiana, and he kind of struggled for a couple of years. And then Nate Bjorklund got the job, moved him around, let him average 13, 14 a game, and that got him the deal in yeah. San Antonio. So, um, you know, you have to – understand how to use Doug gotcha. and uh, but yeah to think that he was going to play in the NBA 10 years I, you know not many know. people I was there for the opener you're so basically it, saying not especially you yeah especially <laughs> me uh, I was down there for the opener and he didn't play much and didn't didn't I think he only took one shot and missed it but at, it was a late game it didn't start to about nine o'clock so it was about midnight and I was at his house and and he came back and he had this big smile on his face I'm like what's up with that and uh-huh. he says well I, I just checked in in my 10th year Nice. So nice. My pension now is pretty good. Amen. Hey, <laughs> that is good, yeah, man. Yeah, no doubt about That's that. That's big time. You, you made a great point about us watching Cockburner grow. We've also watched Trey Alexander go from Aikido. I saw him practice as a freshman who wasn't the shooter he is now, wasn't the player, wasn't even the athlete. Can you talk about his growth? And is that a, is that a tribute to, obviously, your strength and conditioning group and everything, but his hard work to it's, get to this point? Yeah, it's, it's, 
the, the, our strength and conditioning and our nutrition and our skill development is only as good as the player's work ethic. Mm-hmm. So you can have all that and you have all this available to you. But if, if, if you're not going to take action, it's just not going to happen. And, and Trey takes action. Yeah. You know, he's what he's done. Um, you know, I remember, I remember that, you know, when Nemhart got hurt his freshman year and we played him at the point in, in the NCAA tournament. I mean, they could not sit on a person's right hand yeah. any more than they sat on his. You know, yeah. it made his life I, impossible. I remember. And he just found a way to yeah. keep getting to spots, you know. Yeah. And, and and now he's going left. He's beating people different directions. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's. I joked with him the other day. I said, all, all you have to do is score and make good decisions and rebound a little. <laughs> yeah. Are the other team's best player. Yeah. Yeah. I said, other, other than that, you just relax, you know. Uh, so it, it's been fun to watch his growth and development. And it was also fun to see him go through the process last year and have the maturity to understand, you know what, there's things I have to get better at if I'm going to be ready when I get to the NBA. And that's not easy for a young person to do because you've got that dream right there that you can almost grab it, and there's enough people <clears throat> telling you there's a, there's a relatively good chance you'll get picked somewhere. Right. But Trey understood I'm not ready yet. There's things that I want to improve on, and he's attacked those things in the offseason and nice. he's playing at a really high level. And, and, and his, you know, he, he wouldn't say four words as a freshman, and now <laughs> yeah. now – now he's Can't a great. Get, now he's a great leader. So yeah, you know, yeah. from, I say from, not like me talking a lot, right? Now you, yeah, you, you <laughs> talked a lot but said nothing. That was the difference. <laughs> but Talk less, say yeah, more. It's, right. been, it's yeah. been fun to watch Trey's growth. It's been pretty incredible. That's cool. How this is something that I've always wanted you to kind of explain to people. How how do you have a a niche for finding lower level talent? Toby Hegner's, Ryan Hawkins, Baylor Shireman. Um, I, I want to make sure I don't miss anybody. Uh, Zach, uh, Zach Hansen. How do you find those guys uh, and get them to compete at the highest level at the best conference in America? Like, why not just go after somebody else at a high level? Yeah, you know, Zach and Toby were recruited to play in the Valley, and then we moved to the Big East after, yeah, okay, after they got okay. here. So, you know, they had to grow up they, fast. They had right. to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, we knew what we were looking for. You know, with Toby, we wanted a stretch four that had some size, that had a little fight, that could maybe guard a five some, but mm-hmm. could step out and shoot it. And you'll remember, Josh, his, yeah. his first year. Yeah. I mean, Roggy and Doug cooked that dude so I much mean, in practice. Cooking like, ain't the word. I, I remember telling, <laughs> I I, I remember telling Toby <laughs> in practice, like, Ethan America, Ethan Roggy would be a first-team All-American if you guarded <laughs> if you him guarded every him. game. Yeah, for sure. Because he, yeah. he got – but, sure. but Toby grew and he got better yeah. and, you know, had a really good career. And, you know, Hawk was – it was a godsend, really. Yeah. And, and, and I give him a lot of credit for He's a different our, leader, where man. our program is today because it was all those freshmen. Mm. And Kalk was just going to be a sophomore. So yeah. he was – he hadn't really found himself from a confidence standpoint. And then no. you have these three freshmen we're going to roll out there. Right. And Alex O'Connell. Um, and the combination, you know, Hawk's positive energy and leadership, Alex – did a great job. Keyshawn Fizel being a senior coming off the Keyshawn, bench. Keyshawn, yeah. Those three guys were instrumental in, in really, sh- you know, those th- R2 and, and Art and Trey may not say it today, mm-hmm. but 10 years from now when they kind of really, really get it, mm-hmm. they'll look back and say, you know, those, those three guys did a lot for me to help kind of get my career Understood. off to the right path. But, you know, we we rely, as you know, Josh, on skill. We want guys can handle it, pass it, shoot it. Right. Understand how to play. We'll give up some things to get that uh, in certain scenarios. And, and the guys you talked about, they're really high-skill guys. You know, Baylor Shireman, you know, can really pass the basketball. Yeah. And yeah. really understands the game. And and he's really developed his body. I think our fans are going to be surprised when they see him tomorrow night. He's, his body looks great. And it's you know, one of the things the NBA scouts have, have been really impressed with. Are you expecting? Because he cut his hair. That's why he looks more buff. It is. It is. Because that's probably hair. helped. Been saying the, that, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Are, are you expecting him to do, like – uh, certain things that uh, that he didn't do last year. You know, I know he um, scored a lot in bunches when he needed to make some big plays. But is there anything extra now? As a, you know, he shot thirty six percent from the three point line. But he took yeah, some yeah, deep he ones. Be a 40 he, he has to. You know? But he, you know, he was he was forty six or seven at yeah. South yeah. Dakota State. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, obviously different defenses. Yeah. And you know, to his credit too, I think he understood after playing in the Big East a year. You know, I could go try this NBA thing again, or I can address some of the things I didn't yeah. do very well. Right. And, you know, defensively he's made, you know, to go from 
guarding a four. Yeah. In the summit league. In the summit league. To guarding, you know, he started one on, two guard. He started at the point guard. I know. In San one, Diego yeah, State. I, that's what I said. One or two guards. Yeah. We just felt. Yeah. We just felt. Trey and R2 were better matchups for the other two guards. So, But we had confidence in Baylor's ability to do that. Right. And he's, he's made great strides in every part of the game. For sure. How much has NIL, especially at a school that doesn't have football, so you're the basketball program is the front door of, of the university, how has NIL affected or um, mattered to you in terms of being a coach in the program? Well, it doesn't matter if it matters to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's if, a bit of good players, if, I guess. If I don't do it, we die. Right. So yeah. that's – that's just the reality. It is what it is, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think our guys are, are very comfortable with where we're at. Mm-hmm. I, think they, I think they really appreciate, you know, what our fan base has done to support NIL. And we're going to have to continue to do a good job of it. It's just a new world that we live in. And, you know, I, there's a lot there's, – there's a portion of our fan base that really doesn't like it. Um, they think the kids are entitled, that they're spoiled. Um, my answer to them is they showed up on campus and these were the rules yeah. they, right. they didn't make so them. it's not their fault yeah, they, did not, they did not make yeah. them understood uh, understood and and they deserve every opportunity that they could get somewhere else if they're going to come here now we're going to do crazy stuff some stuff you read about in the media no we're not right and some of that stuff is true and some of it isn't right um but you know i think what's happened so far here is is the our collective is you know what the kids have been promised uh, when they first meet with the collective, has has been delivered. Yeah. As long as you have that reputation, you're going to have an opportunity to continue to recruit. Good I got one more. Yeah, I got one more for you. That Husker game. Um, I mean, I got to ask this. I mean, people. <laughs> I, I mean, we played them 13 times since I've been here. I get that. Can we talk about the 10, or do you, why you just want to talk is, about the three? Yeah, I'm glad you said that though. As we're talking about this, because <laughs> right. that was my answer. I said, "What about the other times?" Um, What's what's the the Creighton Nebraska rivalry? Um, they won last year. Is that something you're looking for? Is it a healthy rivalry, or do you want to like, or is or is it a, a a real rivalry at this point now? No, no. I think it's I think it's always a rivalry. I don't sure. care if one team dominates it or not. I just I just think you anybody that's a basketball fan, and you yeah. you have Jayskers, but. Basketball fans in the state of Nebraska are Nebraska fans or Creighton fans. Sure. Yeah. Period. There's a line in the sand. That's and facts. You're, that's and you're facts. one on the other. And that's, that's facts. that makes it really, really cool. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think this is my third coach I've coached against down there. Is that right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I think it's four, right? There no, you go. Who was it? it? Was Doc, Tim, and And now Fred. Uh, Fred. Fred. Yeah, so just is that it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's been it's been I think it's really good. I think it's fun. I think it's yeah. great for the state. And you'd love to win every one. They played great last year. We shot it terrible. You know, I, I would never have that game a week after Maui ever again. I feel you, right? Uh, but <laughs> you, you just, uh, you know, they, they beat us that day. And yeah. It's going to happen once in a while. You yeah. Just, uh, but I, I'm sure the guys who are part of that game, they look forward to going back to Lincoln this year. And I'm sure it'll, you know, it's always a hard place to play. Just like we have a great fan base that follows our team. They've done an unbelievable job following their group down there as well. Does yep. it feel like the Big East is wide open? I know last year they had, they had Marquette like BPI or something last year. Yeah. It looked like it. turn around and well, they at least four teams. Yeah, four, and, maybe and, even And what you hear, this is what I think. Uh, I think Providence is a sleeper. I think Creighton is all uh, – no, I'm not going to say always. No matter about the past. Creighton is there. Marquette is holding it down. And then you got um, – I want to say how about, Villanova. How about the national championship from last year? Oh, UConn. Sorry, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, so they're not bad. That's your highest. My bad. Yeah. No disrespect. Yeah, yeah that's your but, highest. Yeah, but I think those four and yeah. uh, Providence is a sleeper. Yeah, I mean, Marquette ourselves, UConn return plenty. Yes. Uh, Villanova, you get Justin Moore, Eric Dixon back, and they've added some yeah. transfers that really fit. Yeah. You know, you talked about how do we find these guys that fit us? They've they've went out. Kyle's found four guys Man. that are perfect, you know, big guards, strong, downhill guys, uh, defensive-minded right. guys. Um, to your point, Providence, you know, you, you get Bryce Hopkins yep. back. Mm-hmm. That's what I based That's it off of. That's a good start. Yeah. St. John's has reloaded the roster. You know Cooley's going to yeah. do some tricks yes. at Georgetown. Uh, so you start looking at it, there's not many teams that aren't very good. Is there a conference challenge this year? 
Uh, we still have the Big Ten and the Big Twelve, so we have Iowa, yeah, Iowa and the Gavit games. Yeah. This will be the last year, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. they're not going to. The Big Ten decided not to renew that. Um, and then we go to Oklahoma State in the Big 12 Challenge. I think right. that has one more year left in the contract. Man. So best um, conference in America is right here, man. It's fun. It's fun. Are you lucky. I'm glad our uh, God is good, man. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad our fans get to experience it. Amen. Yeah. 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 And your schedule sets up better for that this year. With some of the home games you have, and you know, I mean, it was a tough schedule last year that you, that you guys yeah, got ready Yeah, and for. we just didn't have a lot of great ones at home, and, yeah. and with Iowa at home, and then Alabama home. Yeah, that's awesome. know, Right before conference season starts, that, wasn't, that wasn't very smart. I know. <laughs> I'm about to say yeah. you, it can go really bad or really. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be, uh, yeah, it, it'll be good for our team. So it, yeah, uh, we'll look forward to it, and I, and I think that one's sold out already. I've been told. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be pretty cool. Coach, we appreciate it. Thanks yeah, you. Yeah, you always time. give great interviews, man. Always great to join you. Yeah. Guys. Thanks a lot. All right, welcome back to the Let It Fly show. We appreciate Greg McDermott joining us. That was a us. cool interview, man. That was. Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of questions, a lot of anticipation. That that Elite Eight, we probably should have asked more about it, but we passed it because we right back at Look, it man, in the rankings. I, there's no way it's ever going to leave him completely. My uncle coached at Georgetown. Yeah. And you go back to 1982. Okay. They're playing North Carolina. They're down one. They're coming down. Eric Sleepy Floyd is coming down the court. Freddie Brown's coming down the court. Freddie looks at Eric. Is it downtown Floyd. Freddie Brown? Downtown Freddie Brown. Yep. Actually went to Southern High School outside of um, Washington, D.C. Anyway, he looks over at him, sees Sleepy, and then turns and looks underneath. And then when he looks back, he thinks Sleepy's still there. Mm. He's not. You know who's there? James Worthy. Turnover. For the other team and goes down. Yeah. You could ask my uncle right now. He's 81, 82. And he would start. Can't believe he threw the ball away. Still, yeah. that never leaves you. You know who it like that is Coach you. Altman talking about 1994. Isn't that wow? Yeah, I'm like, man, Dude. like, okay, like, I can. I'm yeah. just saying you that. Gone, I, I feel you. I did. You know, you gotta I move mean, on sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, let's do the keys to the game. Of course, as yeah. always, these have a theme. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to figure it out. All right. <laughs> this first theme, you may know it very well. Let it fly. Okay. Let it fly. Attack Michigan State through the sky. Has it got anything it to do with them being very bad? What's the better word? Sucky? They uh, sucky would be a good word. Yeah, and, That's uh, a $4 word right there. Yeah, yeah no doubt. No, exactly <laughs> that. You're talking about a team that gives up as many passing yards as anybody in the Big Ten. Yeah. The most per passing attempt and the highest completion rate. Mm -hmm. Nebraska, even if you don't throw it well, yeah. just try to throw it. Yeah, you got to They're young. Shot. They're you in the secondary. They have yeah. injuries. They got true freshmen back there. Yeah. Throw it up. Give you guys a chance. Give right. Malachi Coleman a chance. Mm -hmm. Give Jalen Lloyd a chance. That's facts. You know? Yeah, Give facts. him a chance. You never know what could happen. Jalen Lloyd. Not great with throwing the ball. But they're really bad at stopping me from throwing exactly, the ball. Exactly, so throw it. Let it fly is the first key. Respect. Second key. You ever heard of the movie Get Carter? Any of y'all? Get Carter? No. Nice. Too. Close. Me too. Not even close. I'm so going to go watch that. So that's a really good movie. <laughs> two, two movies been made. Yeah. They made a remake of it with Sylvester Stallone yeah. in 2000. And then the original was back in 1971 with a guy named Michael Caine. You guys know Michael Caine? Right? Michael Caine? He was the butler for Batman in the first oh, in the Batman movies, I didn't know that was his name. That's Michael Caine. Respect. Okay, yeah, Michael Caine. Okay. So do this. Yeah. Get Carter. All right. Their running back, Nate Carter, is the fifth or the fourth best running back in the Big Ten in terms of yards. Yeah, he gonna He's run the all third over the leading Nebraska. rusher overall in <laughs> yeah. all of the stats put together. So Nate Carter, you gotta slow him down. Mm -hmm. Get Carter. You slow him down. You know what that forces them to do? What's that? Throw, the, throw ball. the ball. They've thrown more interceptions yeah. than any team in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Get Carter, slow them down, make them throw the ball against your secondary that has been hot with interceptions recently. Word. Get Carter. That's the second one. Okay. And then the last one. So, again, I know you guys don't know this, right? But do you know what Culture Club is? The band Culture Club? No, I By don't. By any chance? I, I'm not even going to lie. I'm on camera. I don't. Okay, so... <laughs> Culture Club was a Scooby. band. Okay. They had a song called Kama 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 Chameleon. Oh, Remember I that see, song? See, I know that, that song. Remember that song? But I didn't know that they have you heard the it. Song? Have you ever heard a song that I rumble for you? Ever heard that before? No? Well, I, I'll fumble for you is this key. Okay. So you got to stop the fumbling, Nebraska. Look at me. Stop <laughs> fumbling the football. Man. You are on pace. Man. To have. Wait, is, it, is, is, is Grant a part of that? Or no, he out, right? 36 fumbles. He got fumbles. He got three. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. He got three. Yeah. Harburg's got 10. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're averaging. That's a lot of fumbles. They're bro. averaging three. I'm going to do, I'm gonna get, do some math. Man, they're averaging That's three a, a game. They played 12 in a season. They're oh, on pace for man. what? Don't you go to that calculator. 36. 
Dude, you didn't go to the calculator. I'm a, no, no, you no, didn't no do hold that. on. Let me all tell right. him about that. Like, it's cool, man. Like, <laughs> go we to that calculator. School, like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, they're on pace for that. Yeah. They're on a pace to lose my fingers 17 fumbles this year. On pace man. for that, okay? It won't be a record, but it would suck. Stop fumbling the football. 10? Don't be like Culture Club. I'll fumble for you. Don't fumble. Stop fumbling. Squeeze the rock, baby. John Heisman. You've heard of the Heisman Trophy. Of course. You've heard of the Heisman Trophy. He's not paying attention to me. He's doing stuff on a calculator. So listen, <laughs> you've heard of it, right? John Heisman famously said, uh-huh. it's better to die as a young boy than then to fumble, fumble the football. football. I do know that. That's serious. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and sure. that's what it is. It should be serious for you. Don't fumble the football anymore. Right. That's the third key. Squeeze the rock, baby. For sure. What's your score prediction? Ooh, kill him. Last week you had 21-7. I did. Yeah, a little low for the score. I know. 31-14 last year. Yeah. Last week. Last week. Yeah. Uh, well, everything that you said, man, Yeah, I really think that uh, it's going to be closer than what we think. Oh, no. Well, it's, it's only a three-point yeah. or two-and-a-half-point line right now. It's, it is a close, tight line. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be like, uh, I think this one going to be 14-7. Damn, low scoring. I think so. You also have something against field goals. I notice yeah, you always I pick. Do. I on the touch, you you don't like field goal kickers? What about Tristan Olano? Nah, Give him a shot, man. No, that's my dog. Okay, he four, know. I got twenty four ten. I got just, field goals on that no, side. No, that's my guy. Okay, I, I just feel you don't like, like field goals. I just, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I think my thing is uh, I just throw out a, a score 14, just off seven. the basis of touchdowns. Okay, but if you want me to include the? No, that's, no you're fine. If you four, want me to include the field goals? Fourteen man, seven. I think it. I think it. I just be, noticed I think it'd be twenty seven fourteen. You're. Oh, you are with 27-14 now. It's a lot of field goals. Okay, so you're yeah. you're higher than me in go. terms of the total. Yeah. I don't know if it no, if it goes over the think, total. But I don't be thinking about field I goals. I got 24-10 as well. Yeah. Um, do we know what's coming up next week? Do we know? Anybody nah, know? Anybody I know? I don't. Meg, are you the guest next week? I'm, I'm here though. Yeah, I'm, we'll I'm we'll both though. be here. It'd be cool to interview. Of course, we'll we'll yeah. be looking ahead to a huge matchup against Maryland, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And I'm sure we'll be talking about the first week of Creighton basketball and Nebraska yeah. basketball and all cool. that as well. Yeah. So all that'll come up next week. Special thanks to the head coach at Creighton University, Greg McDermott. That was nice. We appreciate him for sure. coming on and sitting appreciate in with you. us. A good 25, 30 minutes. It was a long time yeah. he was here. Our technical executive director. That will be Val Elvis. Val, Val Elvis. <laughs> Executive producer, Phil McClain. For sure. Production coordinator, Mac Pittman. Mm-hmm. And also local gambling advice guy. Um, and I, I, I like a, uh, social media extraordinaire. Social media maven, Meg. Which you like better? The Maven. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's social you media fake. maven, Don't Meg. Me, <laughs> <laughs> <Don't plan. laughs> hey, hey, remember this. It's never a bad time. For Omaha State. For Omaha State. I'm about what she said. Never a bad time for her to be a maven either. Yeah. So Yeah, 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 for sure. So nobody wants to cook Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, I know this because I do it every single year. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to do it. So I just overheard a conversation of people putting certain Thanksgiving dishes on other people, and they just kept passing them around to other people. So you're right. So like a potluck. No, no, just kind of like you gonna cook the ham or you gonna cook the turkey. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And yeah, it's yeah. like actually, you would you do that this year? And it's just passing it around. So, well, here's the thing: Omaha yeah. Steaks build your own Thanksgiving meal. All right. You can order your Thanksgiving meal from Omaha Steaks. Save all the work. All I right. love this one right here. Build your own Thanksgiving for six people. Okay. Okay. You can get a turkey if you want. Hold on. <laughs> to turkey. You know what else you can get? He tweaking. Prime you be a rib. Media you can get prime rib instead Hopefully of turkey. You said that. Who the yeah. hell wants turkey when you could have prime rib? It's I a beef steak, baby. That's, no, no argument there. Easy side desserts I can't argue more. With that. Free shipping. Yeah. They have it for 179 bucks. You don't have to clean up. None of that. No cooking. Build your Thanksgiving meal for either four, six, or eight people. You can do that. That's All at right. OmahaSteaks.com. Never right. a bad time, and never a bad time on a holiday to have somebody else make the food for you. Hey, Amen. I can't wait for Thanksgiving, man. Really? Uh, you know why? Just tell me why. I'm always I'm I'm rooted in North Omaha. That's where I'm from. Okay, yeah. yeah. I got some things going where Creighton Athletics, where we gonna give out turkeys to. Awesome! Nice, yeah, man. So yeah. I, I can't wait. for I remember that. Nino Brown did that in a movie, New yeah, Jack City. I am Nino Brown. <laughs> you bro. Nino Brown? Can I, I be G Money? No, nah, you can't. Because I get killed there. Yeah, it's CMB. Sucks. I was getting CMB. There we all go. we got. Uh, he know the movie. Oh, <laughs> dude, I lived he that life. The- <laughs> my buddy Matt, my, my, my buddy was actually G Money, and I was Nino Round. That's what's we up. Were, yeah, was, I feel it. It was big. Hey, you got to get it. Neither one live. of us was tweaking though. No, I bet. Like Chris Rock was. Yeah. No, <laughs> like Pookie. Like Pookie. Yeah. Pookie was bad <laughs> off, man. I feel so bad for Pookie today. He was like yeah. shaking. Uh, right. Don't do crack, people. 
crack is hey, whack. whack. Hey, yeah. I heard uh, uh-huh. an interview with Chris Rock. He said, uh, well, Marlon Wayans was telling it. Yeah. He was like, man, he was like, I was supposed to be Pookie. No way. Yeah, but his, uh, but his brother felt like he wasn't ready or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. But the thing is, Chris Rock was telling. He was good. His side of the story was, man, no matter where I went for a couple years. <laughs> he was Pookie. Yeah. That was awesome. It was like, you know. We were, we were at the Super, real quick, we were at the Superdome uh, for Grambling Southern. It's the, it's the Bayou Classic every year. And I'm walking through and I hear people yelling, Debo, Debo. Uh, Tiny Tim Lister is walking, you know, from Friday. Oh, got, is walking. And got, everybody's yelling, Debo, leave my got, stuff alone. I got a story about yeah, yeah, yeah. my cousin, uh. My cousin loves Debo. celebrities. Oh, no, 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 no. We in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. We hanging out in uh, in Phoenix in Scottsdale. Yeah. We go back to the hotel. This is about like 2014, 2015. We all partying, kicking and hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Right? We go back to the hotel. Everybody tired. And we walk past, double take. My cousin said, there go Debo. There go Debo. And I look in this tiny lister. Yeah. And so my cousin's like, can I please get a picture, man? Yeah. And he was like, no, nah, right, not right now. Man. Really? I'm okay. Killing, I'm with my girl. Okay, yeah. And uh, he's like, come on, man. Dang, I'm a fan, man. Friday. Yeah. And uh, so he walked off. And then my cousin came back and was like, man, he a hater, man. <laughs> and then he scared my cousin and he got into the Debo character and was like, get your ass over here. <laughs> they take a picture and my cousin got yeah, scared. Yeah, he got scared. You know, but yeah. it was it was a cool moment to actually yeah. see that no, yeah, yeah. in person. He took so R. many pictures to at, Debo. Yeah, exactly. He took so many yeah. pictures of Bobby Classic. He yeah. was amazing, but dude. Yeah, but, yeah. He was a big, giant teddy bear is yeah. what he was. Yeah, exactly. Like he was in the movie. But he, yeah, he, yeah. he went yeah. in the character, scared my cousin yeah, yeah, yeah. and took a picture. Yeah. It was cool. He had that eye, dude. He did that thing with his eye was like really weird. Thanks for joining us on the show. We're going to allow Josh to take us away. Hey, it's your boy Josh Jones with Michael Severe. You know how we do it. It's a Let It Fly show.